Chapter Fourteen of Making Fate by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fourteen: A Look Backward and Forward. Marjorie Edmonds sat long that night confronting her problem. She kept faith with her mother and opened the door between the rooms when she was ready for bed, but the watchful mother knew that this time did not come until the night was far spent. The girl made no record in her diary. It is noticeable that, with young people, diaries are for happy hours. When grave and desolating questions press down upon them, they want better confidants than those. For the first time in her life this young girl faced the situation as it was, and tried to understand it. Ralph Bramlett had failed her. That was too evident the playmate of her childhood whom she had alternately commanded and petted the schoolmate of her girlhood whom she had held to a high standard in his classes by the spirit of emulation the young man whose development she had watched with delight and a secret sense of ownership such as she felt sure no other human being could feel had in the space of a few weeks so changed that he could write her the letter which was spread open before her and which she had read until it seemed as though every word was engraved upon her heart it was an utter bewilderment to her in all her curious questionings concerning her future there had never for one moment come to her a thought of it as separated from ralph bramlett had she then expected to become the wife of a man who had never so much as mentioned the subject of marriage to her she blushed painfully as she asked herself this question her thoughts of the future had all been girlish even childish she had not considered the questions of love and marriage there had simply been a rose-coloured stretch of years in which she and ralph and mother walked gaily down the paths always together and always happy but now that she had suddenly become a woman she reminded herself that although ralph had never mentioned the subject of marriage to her yet she had a woman's right to think of him as her future husband had he not shown her in every possible way ever since she was a child that she was always first in his thoughts since childhood had been left in the distance and they had been looked upon by others as grown people had not his attentions become if possible more marked than ever until everybody who knew them had said ralph and marjorie as naturally as though they were indeed of one name she took herself sternly to task for her blushing she had the right to claim him not that she was by any means in haste to be married she told herself or had ever given a serious thought in her life to that phase of the question it was only that of course they were to be together in some way and to be always more to each other than to any other persons that being the case she must have known she assured herself that there was but one way of accomplishing it but there was no occasion for feeling humiliated over such a thought for if anybody had been sought she could truly say that she had the question for consideration was what did ralph's present conduct indicate had he simply been playing with her all these years that was nonsense had he been disappointed in her or mistaken in his feelings was it only as a boy that he cared for her and when he began to call himself a man had he found that she did not satisfy his nature 
that must be the explanation of his strange conduct it was folly for her to try longer to deceive herself and say that she had ill-treated him it is one thing to speak coldly to a man who has been rude to one and quite another for that man to answer a note written with the old-time friendliness in the heartless way in which ralph had answered her miss edmonds indeed why he had never before called her that but more and infinitely worse than all these small matters was the fact placed on paper by himself and staring her in the face that he had gone directly contrary not only to her ideas of honour but to what she had supposed were his convictions of right ralph bramlett bookkeeper in a distillery the thing seemed so incredible that she found herself looking again at the letter to make sure that those were the words written thereon was there not some reading between the lines to prove that this was a horrid joke in truth it was a night which might well make a vivid impress upon marjorie edmonds's memory such a night of disappointment and pain and searching and surrender as she had never before endured it came to her at last and came overwhelmingly that she must give up this friend of her childhood and womanhood that all the pleasant days they had spent together were past and all the pleasant days which were planned for the future were not to be ralph was strangely mysteriously changed henceforth she was to be to him miss edmonds and she must learn to call him mr bramlett this girl of nineteen who understood life as little as she did her own heart felt nevertheless as real a pang over the breaking of her idol and the tearing away of all the pretty fabric of her imagined future as though they had been worth the sorrow yet she resolutely tore them away she had made all the concessions and advances that she could more than she ought perhaps it might be that ralph had been annoyed by her writing to him in the old familiar way that very act might even have helped to show him how mistaken he had been in her nay he might have planned his whole conduct with a view to making plain to her his changed feelings and she in her ignorance had not thought of such a thing but had credited him with obstinacy and an overweening fear of silly tongues then suddenly there flashed upon her another thought perhaps after all ralph did not fear estelle douglas as much as she had imagined perhaps instead he admired her they had talked freely together over her shortcomings in the past but the past was ever so long ago ages ago it seemed to this poor girl ralph had changed in other respects why not in that one the longer she considered it the more she felt this to be the solution ralph had discovered that estelle douglas was to be the friend of his maturer years then pride came to her rescue if such were really the case he need not fear any interference on her part she began to feel bitterly humiliated over the thought of her note to him why had she not listened to her mother when she hinted that ralph might misunderstand her writing it is true the mother had meant nothing of this kind but marjorie's nerves were in a state to so translate it having settled that she had discovered at last the true cause of the change in ralph a dozen questions came up at once for consideration how should she plan her immediate future with regard to this lost friend 
should she gather all the notes and letters literally hundreds of them which had accumulated through the years for when people are two miles apart and like to write many excuses can be found for notes and packing them all tied in pink ribbons as they were in a neat box together with the little keepsakes which had come as birthday and christmas offerings send them to him with this thought in view she brought out the box and began to look over its contents how amused her mother had been away back in their childhood when she had assured her that she was going to keep every note of ralph's her cheeks burned over the memory of the words she had spoken in her babyhood mamma when i am an old woman and ralph is an old man won't it be funny mamma for us to be old then we shall like to sit together and look over these letters won't we here is one that tells about our first birthday party we had together isn't it nice that our birthdays are only a week apart and we can always celebrate them together and here is one about our picnic that we got up how funny it will be when our hairs are white to read them over and remember all the nice times we had in the solitude of her own room she felt the hot blood mounting to her temples over these memories as they came surging back upon her then her face began to pale and her heart to tremble over the thought that their future hers and ralph's sitting together reading letters would never come instead ralph would sit in that large armchair she had imagined with his white head leaning against the cushions and estelle beside him talking over together the plans that they two had formed and marjorie would be left out and forgotten finally she decided that the letters and the keepsakes should not be returned that would look as though she had made serious business of them and ralph bramlett was never to know that she had made serious business of anything that he had ever said to her that should be her role for the future boy and girl friends she and ralph had been nothing more both had grown up now it was time to put childish things away both had put them away that was all never mind if her heart broke in the process no one should know it even her mother must never imagine that she had suffered in putting away her childhood dream boy and girl friendship the mother had called it and that it must remain to her poor foolish child little did she understand what a mother's eyes and heart can read that good woman with her head resting on her pillow was fully as wakeful as her daughter and her thoughts were quite as busy and anxious could she have known what decision that daughter had reached she might almost have gone peacefully to sleep what she feared was the renewal of old friendship upon a new basis a basis which both the young people would understand as having to do with a settled future not that she believed it possible that marjorie edmonds would ever submit to becoming the wife of a man employed in a distillery her temperance principles were too ingrained for that the danger was that marjorie's stronger will would assert itself and that ralph would speedily find some way out of the business engagement which he had made and that all differences would be smoothed over and then this woman also took a journey into the past and remembered how amused she had been over ralph and marjorie in their childish devotedness to each other how she had laughed with her neighbors over the friendship 
how she had petted the two almost equally through their period of early youth and only lately had begun to be anxious over the natural results of such bringing up if she had it to live over again this life how differently she would order all things then she moralized a little what a pity it was that people could not go back over their lives just once after their eyes had been opened to their mistakes what different experiences they could make possible so for these various reasons it was quite the beginning of a new day before sleep came to the edmonds's home notwithstanding marjorie's resolve that her mother should know nothing about the changed condition of things before evening of the next day she had shown her ralph bramlett's note whatever mrs edmonds's mistakes as a mother may have been she had succeeded in establishing and maintaining the most perfect intimacy between her daughter and herself and for marjorie to hide from view such a letter as that was to act in direct contradiction to the principles in which she had been reared her first intention had been to say to her mother that her letter had been answered and that the answer was not satisfactory and keep the details of that answer to herself but before evening she had decided that this would be treating her mother with injustice and discourtesy so she gave her the letter without comment and waited in silence while it was being read it was so different from the letter which mrs edmonds had schooled her heart to expect and astonished her so that for some moments she was entirely silent feeling unable to decide how to meet such a revelation at last she asked almost timidly what do you make of this daughter the daughter had expected a burst of indignation which in attempting to overcome would almost oblige her to take ralph's part it was harder to meet this quiet question there seems to be but one explanation possible she said at last ralph is very tired of our friendship and has taken this way of bringing it to an end he takes an unnecessarily troublesome and disagreeable way then said mrs edmonds waxing indignant over the realization of what such an admission as this must mean to her daughter yet despite the indignation there was an undertone of intense joy what a merciful interposition of providence it would seem if ralph would with his own rash hand break the ties which had bound him to her child break them so utterly that there need be no fear of their ever being fastened again it meant present suffering for marjorie of course that was part of the penalty which she the mother must bear for her folly but that the suffering could be very deep or very lasting the mother did not believe she was an older student of human nature than her daughter and she was unalterably sure that ralph bramlett would never have satisfied that daughter's maturer heart still she could afford to be indignant with ralph for his way of managing i thought she added seeing that marjorie kept silent that he could as a rule be gentlemanly but he seems to have lost every semblance of a gentleman i admire your self-control marjorie in being able to be so quiet over such a letter as that in reply to the extremely kind one which you wrote to him yet i cannot but be glad that you have received it do you not see dear how different his character is 
from that which you have imagined it what i have for some time been aware of must be beginning to be plain to you nothing is plain to me said marjorie save that the old friendship is broken i have not understood ralph that is all i supposed that his conduct of late was simply the result of a passing vexation instead of which he is evidently tired of me yet after all i presume i have brought this upon myself it certainly was very rude and disagreeable in me to march away alone in the middle of the night and not only give them all such a fright but expose him to the ridicule that he must have had to bear ever since for my sake i did not think for a moment of his side of the question or i would not have done it it was only you mamma that i thought about and planned for but the whole thing exposed him to unnecessary and disagreeable experiences such as i did not in the least realize until i heard estelle go on about it perhaps it is not strange that he has decided that my friendship is not worth having she was blaming herself altogether the next thing would be a humble apology to ralph and a meek acceptance of perhaps even the distillery the mother could not endure it marjorie she said after a moment's silence and the change in her voice made the daughter feel that something very serious must be coming do you not think that that is a very childish way of looking at the whole matter too childish for one of your years a mere difference of opinion between two persons leading each to choose his or her own way of managing a matter while it may be unpleasant has no very lasting results with sensible people if ralph bramlett really valued your friendship at any time and was worthy of it he would not have broken with you on such slight provocation would he i told you mamma said marjorie trying not to make her voice tremble that i thought he had grown tired of me and took this way of making it known and i think nothing of the kind said mrs edmonds her indignation rising uncontrollably what i think and believe is that he is a conceited self-indulgent obstinate passionate boy who thinks to bring you to humiliating terms by holding aloof from you and nursing his ill temper until you realize how serious a matter a difference with him can be it was this in part which led him to accept a position which he knew would be utterly obnoxious not only to you but to your mother he expects you to write him in reply to this a heart-breaking letter assuring him of your undying friendship and your willingness to continue the friendship even though he become a rumseller do you really think marjorie that a young man capable of acting as he has and with the motives which have evidently actuated him is worthy of your friendship for your mother's sake my dear if not for your own i hope you will break with him utterly now let him understand distinctly that he cannot play revengefully with a girl of your character she was saying a great deal more than she had meant to when she began she was conscious that she was overdoing the matter doing mischief perhaps for her own cause yet she seemed unable to resist this temptation to express herself freely for once with regard to ralph bramlett's character but marjorie took it all quietly enough perhaps because she did not believe a word of it but thought that her mother was misjudging ralph with almost every sentence 
she did not feel revengeful herself only humble and sorrowful ralph was disappointed in her and had cast her aside that she believed was the plain fact it was bitter enough but she did not want any one to know it if it would comfort her mother to feel that he had not cast her off but was waiting and hoping to hear from her again she might get what relief she could out of the thought it brought none to marjorie mrs edmund's outburst had one unfortunate effect there was less sympathy between mother and daughter than ever before each retired to her room that night with a sense of loneliness such as never had come to them since they had been lonely together End of chapter 14